Hi there, just before we get started with this episode, I wanted to let you know about a free training that I have coming up on the 17th of August. It's going to be held live, but of course there's always a replay. And this training is for anybody who would like a more peaceful life with their dog. So if you are someone who finds some of your dog's behaviours quite challenging sometimes, whatever that might be, barking, not being able to be left alone, pulling on lead, not coming when called, struggling with massive emotions and anxiety and things like that. Or if it's more on the you side of things, so maybe you're struggling with massive anxiety, maybe you're struggling with depression or feeling as though you're doing enough for your dog, which is a lot of what we're going to be talking about in this podcast episode actually it's for you too. So this is designed to really bring together the emotional experience, not just of your dog, but also of you as a person and how we can think about both of you together so that you have a more peaceful life with your dog. So if you're interested, it's absolutely free. You can follow the link in the show notes to register and I hope to see you there. All right, take care. Bye. Parenting your much loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one size fits all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr. Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist. And each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hello, welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Holly Tett clinical psychologist and dog behaviorist and today we're going to be talking about guilt and feelings of guilt as a dog parent and I think any kind of parent will be able to say they've felt guilty at some point in their parenting journey often multiple multiple points and there's so many reasons for this Sometimes you might have done something that wasn't ideal and so you feel understandably guilty about that and you're able to let it go because it was something small and give yourself a bit of grace and a bit of self-compassion. Sometimes you might have done something that was a bit bigger or that was maybe repeated multiple times and that can be harder to let go of. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job generally, but actually we kind of can find ourselves repeating patterns. That's what humans do. We repeat patterns and we repeat patterns because of our own previous learning. We repeat patterns because of our own experience of being parented as children or young adults or even now because you may well have parents that are alive now and so you still have that kind of parental role if you don't have parents that are alive now it may be that you have other mentors or other people in your life don't even have to be older than you but have taken on that kind of parental role a lot of what we do in therapy for people is to provide that kind of not a parental figure but basically an example of what good parenting would look like (laughs) so being supportive being there for somebody and being able to kind of challenge someone but whilst having that supportive part there as well because that is a tricky tricky space to occupy for lots of us I think and the idea of having boundaries in place to protect ourselves but also knowing that someone's kind of got your back tricky so I wanted to talk about guilt because I think, as I said, it's something that lots of us experience and I think it's really prevalent as as kind of dog parents because 
our dogs are really important to us. I think anyone that's listening to a dog training podcast, your, your dog is really important to you in some way, shape or form. Most of us, they're absolute integral members of the family. And so with that, we really feel this desire and this urge to give them the best possible life. And with that comes a huge amount of pressure, whether it's coming from society, from other people in your family or just internally from you this desire to provide the best possible outcome and when it does go wrong when our dog is experiencing emotional distress what's often termed as behavioral difficulties when we have to think about potentially rehoming a dog or in some extreme cases is behavioral euthanasia best for this dog when we have to make difficult decisions about mental health medication for a dog or where they're homed or what their world is like whether they go outside whether they stay in the house all of these decisions are big things and with them come huge amounts of guilt whether we're making the right decision or not and it can also look smaller scale as well so you know I had to work an extra two hours this morning my dog was bored lying under the table waiting for me for example Do I feel guilty about that? Probably. Do I look at them and they're like sighing and they got their head down and think, oh, like, are you just, are you sleepy? Are you bored? Like, should I be doing more with you? And because there's so much advice out there about dog training and looking after a dog now, and some of it's really good, but you know, we should be doing enrichment, they should be doing chewing and sniffing, they should be doing training and playing games with us and, you know, playing with their toys and going for walks and doing uh, sports. And it's like, whoa, (laughs) that's a lot of stuff. Um, For me, what it always comes down to is, is love. So there's a finite amount of time, there's a finite amount of money, there is a finite amount of things that we can be doing with our dogs, but there's no finite amount of love. You can love your dog forever and you can show that in lots of different ways. So when you're feeling guilty and you're thinking, oh gosh, I'm not doing enough, just knowing that you love them and they know that you love them and the decisions that you're making for them are in their best interest as much as you possibly can, that for me is is the most important thing. Okay, so with that in mind, I also want to give you just, I suppose, seven quick little tips that you can hopefully have a think about the next time you are feeling guilty about something you are doing with your dog aren't doing with your dog a decision that you're making for your dog whatever it might be so the first thing when you're feeling guilty is so guilt as we know from kind of brain studies when we're feeling that kind of emotion it affects different parts of the brain but one of the most kind of lit up parts of the brain when we're feeling guilty is the prefrontal cortex so at the front of the the brain and that part of the brain is responsible for lots of different things but primarily it's the thinking brain so it's the thought processes (laughs) so we are thinking hard when we're feeling guilty we are ruminating we're running over things in our mind we're potentially thinking about things from a thousand different perspectives if you're me I overanalyze everything I say and do (laughs) um there's lots and lots going on there so that's what's happening we're having lots and lots of thought and because we're deep in thought we often don't pay too much attention to what's going on in our body but our body is also having a response to those feelings of guilt so what I would encourage you to do next time you're feeling guilty take a deep breath in and out 
and just think where can I feel that I'm holding tension in my body am I holding it in my forehead is my my brow all furrowed is my jaw really tight can I feel my my tongue at the roof of my mouth am I holding it in my shoulders or my back am I hunched over am I tight can I feel the tension in my traps muscles is it in my stomach do I feel that real kind of churning and anxious kind of feel to myself is it further down is it in my legs in my thighs my calves my feet and my toes scrunched over so you almost want to do like a an imaginary scan of your whole body and just notice where am I holding this tension and when you find it take a deep breath in and then as you breathe out, try and relax that part of your body. And you might need to do this multiple times. But what starts to happen is, just as the mind feeds thoughts to the body, the body feeds back to the mind. So when our body starts to feel more relaxed, that feeds back to the mind and the mind can start to relax a little bit too. Now it's not a magic cure, we're not going to say, oh don't feel guilty anymore, everything's wonderful, unicorns and rainbows, no. But it can start, if you do this enough and do it every day, multiple times a day if you want to, it can start to help things to feel a little bit easier. So doing a body scan would be my first piece of advice. The second thing, and this is a little bit harder to do, and you may not be able to do it straight away, but again, it's just something to think about. And this is really trying to determine the source of the guilt, because often we have guilt that goes a little bit deeper and we find something to attach it to. (laughs) So in my example from earlier, oh my gosh, I feel so, so guilty that I worked for an extra two hours and my dog hasn't gone out for his walk and he's probably needs the toilet. Oh gosh, I'm such a bad dog mum. Getting really, really wound up and thinking, hang on a second. (laughs) Why am I so wound up about this situation? Yes, it's not ideal that my dog needed the toilet and he had to wait an extra couple of hours. Yes, he looked a bit bored. But is that the end of the world? Probably not as a one-off. I mean, it happens to all of us. We're a bit bored sometimes. So no, it's not the end of the world. No, I don't think you need to feel hugely guilty for that so long as it's not happening all day, every day. So actually, is there something else going on here that I'm attaching my guilt to my feelings about my dog, but actually I've got some massive other stressor going on in my life. Something else is really getting to me. And actually, maybe I need to direct my thoughts there, think about addressing that a little bit, my feelings about that and what I need to do to resolve that situation and then see how I feel about my dog afterwards. (laughs) So often, this is what we do as people, this is what we do. We find it hard to deal with difficult emotions. We find it stressful, especially if there's no obvious solution or we feel like there isn't one. And so it's easier to put the guilt elsewhere in places that we feel we're better able to manage it or that just feel a little bit more familiar. So just checking in with yourself about that can be a help as well, okay? So the third one is probably one of the most important, I would say, and that's really looking at what you're feeling guilty for. So if we use that same example again of the dog that's been left waiting a little bit too long to go out to the bathroom and to to have a sniff and stuff like that. So it's less about you feeling guilty. That's less of the issue when we're thinking about this psychologically. It's more about what you're making that mean about you 
as a dog parent. So in your identity as a parent or caregiver or guardian to your dog, whatever you want to call yourself, when you feel like you've mucked up a bit and you've gone, things have gone a little bit wrong, if you're feeling huge, intense feelings of guilt and shame and even embarrassment and all of that stuff and, oh my gosh, I never do anything right, I'm not doing a good job, actually, it's not so much about the experience that your dog has had has had in that moment. It is about what you are saying it means about you. You are saying it means you're a bad dog parent. You are saying you'll never get things sorted. You are saying you can't cope. Um, and those things, they may be true in that moment and they may be true, they may have been true for a little while. But actually, we've got to kind of catch ourselves when we do this because think about what you would say to your best friend if they came and said this to you would you say oh my gosh I can't believe you did that to your dog oh my gosh that dog should be taken away from you you shouldn't even have that dog you're ter- you're doing a terrible job I like to think you wouldn't say that <laughs> I like to think you'd say oh no poor boy oh well you know it happens let's let's go for a walk now or what can you do differently next time or can I help in any way I like to think that would be the response <laughs> as opposed to those really negative responses but we can be super hard on ourselves and often we are hardest on ourselves in a way that we would never even think of being to someone else, especially not to someone that we cared about. So again, this is just something to think about in the moment when I'm feeling hugely guilty. Why? What What meaning am I putting on this about who I am as a dog parent or even as a person if you want to take it that deep? So just a thought process to have. And if you are someone that likes writing, like journaling on this, just sitting down for 10 minutes or 30 minutes and just writing out exactly how you feel and why and what, um, and see how deep you can go. Um, it's useful to, to really think about actually, where is all this coming from? And most people, when they do that, they feel a sense of relief and release, relief and release <laughs> um, from some of those guilty feelings. Okay, step number four apologizing so sure you messed up okay we all mess up sometimes can you apologize I kicked my dog in the face accidentally I should say (laughs) a few weeks ago it was hard I felt awful I was turning around I had stuff in my hands he's like my shadow I didn't see him and normally I'm quite um I try quite hard to make sure they're not around me because there's so many of them (laughs) to make sure they're not around me especially when I'm in the kitchen because I don't want to drop anything hot on them um but I didn't look I was in my own thoughts and I kicked him hard and I said oh my god I feel awful um and so I sat down on the floor with him and apologized and he didn't run and hide or anything he wanted to stay with me and he just looked at me like it's okay mom I was like oh god that makes me feel even worse (laughs) but yeah I sat and I apologized and I said I'm really sorry I wasn't looking where I was going are you okay gave him some strokes did some kind of consent testing to make sure he was happy to be touched by me despite that having just happened and honestly for the next couple of hours every time I looked at him I was like oh god (laughs) um but that that kind of process of apologizing it's important. It's important that you apologize to the person that you've done something to, but it's also an important process of starting to kind of forgive yourself for that as well. And I think if you don't do that bit, that then 
means that those feelings of guilt come in much harder I think we've all been in a position before where we didn't want to apologize for something um often that's because we think we're in the right <laughs> but even when you know you're in the wrong and you think oh I just don't want to feel really uncomfortable but actually when you just do it you do feel better so apologizing is important and along with that is if this is something that is becoming a regular occurrence you're maybe snapping at your dog or, or just something is going wrong over and over and over again you actually need to think about what steps do I need to do to break this pattern because currently I'm stuck in it and I don't want to be stuck in it but I need to change something up and what that looks like is going to be completely dependent on the situation that you're in but just thinking what do I need to do here to make sure this doesn't happen again so in my example um kicking my dog when I was turning around in the kitchen what I noticed is he likes because he likes to be very close to me he the kitchen's kind of like an L shape and where the L joins I suppose it's like a little corner that's where I tend to stand that's where it's like a big worktop space countertop um and he will sit underneath that little bit there and that's where I'm prone to kicking him because I'm like moving from the sink to the stove and all of that stuff so what I started to do when I was cooking was either asking him to lie on his bed which he's very happy to do it doesn't cause him any stress or anything like that or putting something there to block him from getting to that section so that that wouldn't happen again so that's a very practical example there but if you're someone that's constantly shouting at your dog because you're getting wound up or maybe you're trying to work your dogs are playing and it's loud and distracting again what do you need to do can you do something practically to resolve that situation or do you need to do something emotionally do you need to count to 10 do you need to have a stress ball in your pocket that you squeeze when you can feel yourself getting wound up like what do you you need to do to try and take steps to stop this from happening so much okay just three more so number five remind yourself that actually you've got control in this situation so you have some autonomy and you have some control over what is happening in this situation that is making you feel guilty because the reason that feelings like guilt feelings such as guilt get really out of control and massive in our heads is for the reason that we feel like it's out of our control oh my gosh this feels so intense and so awful I don't know how to control this feeling I can't stop thinking about it I'm not sleeping I feel terrible actually we always in almost all situations we have a little bit of control there's something that we can do that makes us feel like you know what I can make a little bit of a change to this situation it's kind of similar to what we we're just talking about in point four what steps you can take but actually less so about the steps and more just reminding yourself this this is within my control I can change something about this can be really helpful too okay step number six and this is, again, especially for those people, those of you who really struggle with low mood or with anxiety and maybe you feel guilty because you just aren't, you don't feel like you're doing enough with your dog. You just can't bring yourself to do any training if you want to train with them. You can't bring yourself to take them out for a walk. You're barely kind of meeting their needs and you feel really horrifically guilty about that. If that's you, then first off definitely give yourself a little bit of grace think about who could come and potentially support you with that and do what I do so if I wake up and I feel absolutely awful which happens sometimes 
I will say to myself, okay, just one thing, just one thing, Holly, that's it. You just have to do one thing. And that one thing could be grabbing a single dog and playing with them for five minutes. That one thing could be scattering a bunch of food in the grass and saying, have at it, pups. (laughs) But just one thing, that's all you need to do. And then what often happens is when we do one thing, then we go, oh, okay, I can do another thing and I can do another thing. But where we go wrong is we say, right, I'm doing 10 things with my dogs today. I'm going to do this training session. I'm going to do this enrichment exercise. I'm going to do this walk and I'm going (laughs) to do the nail clipping and I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, we end up doing next to nothing often. So just one thing would be my advice if you're struggling in that way. And then just lastly, point number seven, as always, seek support. If you are really struggling with feelings of guilt about your dog, about other things in your life, and it feels overwhelming, all-consuming, you can't think about anything else, you can't do certain tasks because all you can feel is how awful you feel, I would say then it's time to reach out to a professional for some support with that. You could go to your doctor you could reach out to a therapist, you could call a support line depending on what country you're in, but do reach out to someone who can support you. If you're based in the UK, I offer psychological therapy combination packages, so you can do some therapy for you and some behavioural work for your dog. That's not outside of the UK, unfortunately, just for insurance purposes, but that's available for Paws Up Dogs as well. But even if you don't want to work with me, reach out to someone that can support you so that you don't feel so alone with it and so that you can start to work through some of those more difficult feelings. Okay guys, hope that was helpful and I will chat to you soon. Take care, bye for now.